welcome to the next episode of the Wu Chow Chronicles podcast. It's your girl Cubana Kiss, and today I am joined by the lovely Alicia Monique. How you doing? I am awesome. I'm awesome. I'm wonderful. How about yourself? I am well. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so for those who don't know who you are, let's give them a little background on who you are. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess if I must be so. <laughs> I am, first and foremost, I am a hairstylist by trade. Of yes. Um, I do hair. I do makeup. Um that's by trade, but ultimately I'm a salon coach and a product development consultant. So I help you build salon businesses. I help new salon owners get their business off the ground. I help establishing salons figure out what it is and why aren't they making money and building their clientele, increasing their retail sales. And then ultimately, if you desire to create a hair product line, I am the go-to person to get all the information that you need before you approach the manufacturer. A lot of times we go to that manufacturer and it's like we get we feel like we get swindled out of our money or mm -hmm. we waste tens of thousands of dollars and still don't have a product. So yeah. I am the first step before you get there. So when you get there, you're not wasting any money and you get a product. Like they can't cheat you because you're too smart for that. Too smart, right? You right. already didn't hit up Alicia, so you know what to do. Exactly, exactly. That is so cool. So let's go back a little bit. So you are a you're a stylist in in all sense of the word stylist, makeup and hair. So how did you transition from being doing makeup and hair to being like you know what? It's some stylists out here that need my help. Well, I owned a salon also. So I owned a salon. First of all, my husband's retired military, so I always moved. We were looking at, um, I don't know whether you're familiar or you guys out there are familiar with military life. Every yeah. four to six years, you move. I was and I'm not talking about, we're not moving down the street. Yeah, we're moving like states, countries. Right, we moving state to state countries. Like, that's how far you move. And every time you move, you basically start all over again. Whatever you built, you're at the bottom again. No one knows you. Nobody know you could do hair. Nobody know your name. So I always had to build a clientele again and push my name out there. Like I've done that at least six times in the 19 years that I've been licensed Wow. to the point where I'm like, I'm a pro at building a clientele. Like I can't spend the typical one to two years building a clientele. Like I got to knock this down faster. Mm -hmm. um, so I perfected a lot of techniques to build that faster. Um, and then I opened a salon up at our final place. We like, okay, we're not going to move anymore. So I opened a salon and just based on all the things that I know, as I started to build my team and stylists come in, they're like, well, I want to work with you. I love your spirit. I love the salon. I love the atmosphere, but I don't have a clientele. I'm like, shoot girl, I got you. Come on. And they all came in and literally whatever I did, I gave that to them and they would do the exact same thing. And that's, you know, they had a clientele like. I teach them how to do certain techniques faster when it comes to hair too. So they were able to perfect their technique, perfect mm -hmm. their skills. Some of them were military too, because I lived in a military town. So they will always reach back and be like, hey, I want to open a salon. How do you do this? And I'm like, yeah, girl, no problem. Do this, 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 this. And then I realized like, hold tight. Right. That's a formula. Like, it's I'm a just formula. formulas. Like, <laughs> no, that's a business. Wait a minute. <laughs> turn this into a business like yeah. I can help other people if I help the people who work for me and I've helped build my salon like I've owned it for I had a salon for six years okay I want to say I can't even remember 
However, it took me three years to figure out like how to be able to manage the salon, like the things that I need to have in place and how to run it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was like, okay, I got the gist of this. Let me set like a realistic salon goal that we see other salons have. Right. So I was like, I want to be a six figure salon. Okay. Right. That sounds good. Right. That sounds, I want to be a six figure salon. I don't do hair, right. makeup, nothing. But so I was like, okay, how do you do that? I was like, that sounds real nice, but how do you do that? So right. I had to figure out literally and figuring out how to do that, you know, mm -hmm. like, okay, this is what you need. This is what you, how you should operate. These are the tools you should have. Like, um, eight years. I owned this line eight years, six years okay. on the sixth year. I was like 10,000 short of six figures. Oh, wow. Right. I was like, oh, that's so hard, hard. My but that's heart. still an accomplishment nonetheless. Right. So it took me a year to figure that out. It took, it took me quite some time to figure out how to make six figures. And when I got there, it was so close. I was like, okay, tweak the systems, like $10,000. That's nothing but like selling your retail products, yeah. maybe bring on a new team member, like help the stylists that I have boost even more, show them other techniques so they could be a little bit quicker at applying stuff. Boom. That next year, 10,000, I mean, 100,000 with a piece of cake. Yes. Did it again. I, I was like, okay, stories. I got this. Yeah, right. I, I love hearing stories like this because it just shows that one, entrepreneurship and being a business owner is not for the weak of heart. You really have to have the drive and the goal to accomplish everything that you put on that to-do list. Like, I want to make six figures. Okay, check. I want to do this. Okay, right. check. So when you're doing those things, what are some of the things that you noticed that other stylists weren't doing that you was like, y'all need to be doing this in order to be successful? Well, one of the things I noticed for, for stylists, from a stylist perspective, um, because I help stylists also with building their clientele mm -hmm. and selling retail. One of the things that I noticed is that a lot of stylists don't sell retail. Like we don't sell products. Mm -hmm. We will, we will allow, and I'm saying we, because I was one of them too. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I figured it out. I figured out from my trial and error, how do I get an increase? How do I make more money? How do I do this? And then once I do it, I'm able to share it. So I learn it, I implement it, and then I share it. I don't share anything that I haven't already done. Okay. So if I learned it, that's one thing, because we all can learn anything. We can learn a new trick. I could teach you something right now. And you're like, I got that. But mm -hmm. you can't really go out and teach somebody else how to do it until you right until you've implemented made the mistakes fixed the mistakes tweaked it now you can share it mm -hmm. so i realized like okay as a stylist how can i make more money like it's only one of me standing behind a chair mm -hmm. i can only stand here for a certain amount of time i can only do a certain amount of people but how can i still make more money right. and one of the things that i noticed as stylists um we have to perfect our speed when we're doing certain styles mm -hmm. and we have to sell retail. So those were the two things that stylists weren't doing. So if you increase your speed, mm -hmm. working smarter, not harder, and you That's start awesome. to sell retail, mm -hmm. you increase your income. And the good thing too about that, when you work smarter, not harder as a stylist, um, as someone who does not like to do their own hair, if you can get me in and out, I'm coming back to you just for that purpose alone because right. you got me in and out. I look good. I feel good. And I wasn't in there all day sitting underneath the dryer. Right. I wasn't in there all day waiting just to get washed. 
So I love when I meet a stylist. I'm like, oh, she, I'm in and out in an hour and a half. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to her. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So with the retail and and owning the salon, um, what type of competition? Right. It's a it's a beauty shop on every corner. Let's it is. Especially I'm in Chicago. There's a, literally a beauty shop on every corner. But like, what sets your salon or what sets your brand aside from all of those other salons that you may have encountered? Well, when I own my salon, first of all, when mm-hmm. I own my salon, if you looked at the storefront, you couldn't figure out who I cater to. That's the best part about that, right? You was literally like, is that for me? That look like, okay, let me go in and see. Cause you know, we, we'll, we, we gotta crack the door open mm-hmm. and see what we could see to see whether it's for us. So to make myself different, I cater to everyone. And my storefront said that. So my storefront was questionable. Okay. Like you couldn't literally, like I'm born and raised in New Jersey, North, the streets of North New Jersey okay. all day. <laughs> it's a salon on every street, like you said. Mm-hmm. But you could look at the front of the salons and be like, oh, nope, I ain't going there. You could look at the front of the salon and say, they, they, okay, I like them. Let me go in here and see how they operate. You could go in and get a service and be like, mm-mm, this was nice and all, but I've been here for like six hours. You could go in another salon. You could look at another storefront and be like, they look expensive, but you could go in. They could be reasonable. They could get you in and out. So, and it it definitely drives the customer away. I know I'm I'm the queen of a budget. So if something looks too expensive and I can't see the prices from where I am, I'm good. I'm not going to even try to figure it out. But if something see that that's what sets you apart though. Mm -hmm. If you look expensive and you offer great quality services, I don't have a problem with paying more. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't either. No. Because you're like, okay, wait a minute. You're going to grow my hair in how long? You're going to get me out of here in how long? And it costs how much? How and much? in your that's mind, you would be like, okay, wait. That's about $10 more or $20 more that I would have spent down the street. But, but I don't have to be down there all day. Yes. Let me give her my extra $20. Yep. That's a fact. Thank Especially you. as a black woman um, with our hair, that's mm-hmm. always the issue that I think we come across is like, we walk in these salons, they wanna charge you an extra fee because you're a natural or they don't do black hair. And so that definitely, that definitely like puts you in a situation where you kind of just kind of go to the same person over and over again, instead of like you said, branching out because it might be only $15 more and you're getting so much more for that extra $15. Right. Yeah. Okay, Alicia, she giving us gems, y'all. <laughs> so I'm trying. We I'm appreciating this because like I said, I, I do I don't try to play in my hair. I am one of those people. I'm going to get my hair done. I will go and sit in a professional. I believe that being a stylist, whether it's makeup, whether it's hair, whether it's clothing, I feel like those that is definitely an art and a skill that I was not blessed with, child. And so <laughs> Me playing in my hair, that's one thing I will not do. And so I know a lot of people are kind of, there are a lot of people who I know are like me. And I, I got to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. And so when COVID happened, everything shut down. And I was sitting here like, oh God, what I'm going to do to my hair. And when right. I finally was able to get to a salon, my hair was so damaged because I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that actually bothered me about that was that, like you said, I've been paying my stylist this money 
and I'm not learning anything about my own hair. So I didn't know how to take care of my right. own hair right. in, in the instance that I can't get to her. So is that something that you teach, you know, your, your brand, your salons and we are coaching them, like you need to coach your, your customers into this, your clients into this. I do. So, um, what I do a part of building a clientele. So this will be a part of teaching salons, how to build a clientele. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to actually nurture that clientele, because if I do a wonderful job on you, you're going to tell other people. So this is a part of creating a, a referral program for salons, but also for you sitting in a chair, being educated, knowing how to take care of your hair. That's a part of the customer experience yeah that whole from the time they I, I say this a lot um uh in my programs that i have like in my membership that i teach my uh, clients that you have to be aware of what your guests your clients are going through from the time they pull open that door to the time they pull that door open again to leave or push it out the leave you have to know every single aspect that they supposed to get and how they supposed to experience your business while they're in there so yeah. it's sort of the same way like when you go to the grocery store like the grocery store doors they automatically open and you go in typically when you go in you go to the right yeah everybody go in the grocery store and go to the right mm -hmm. or you're gonna go to the far left maybe to the restrooms or something like that you have your same you know travel way that you go when you go in the grocery store your salon is the exact same way that customer experience like what is that guest supposed to see the minute they open the door yeah what is the next step what is the next step and along these along those steps and along those journeys that you take what is it that they supposed to know what are they supposed to learn what are they supposed to see what are they supposed mm -hmm. to do like i don't care how much you do one person you could do them you could do that one person for 20 years they supposed to take that same experience every time they come in no matter what and yeah. all my clients that i do in by the way, I'm still a hairstylist. I still work behind a chair. I have my little clientele that I do. Mm -hmm. And I always have a I have one client every time. She said, I learn something every new, every time I come here, I learn something new. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thank you. And I'm in my brain, I'm like, well, what did I tell the last time that wasn't new? Was I'm trying to figure out what I told her before mm -hmm. that she learned. And I'm like, I'm just sharing information. So yeah. I always tell my salons, if you're gonna work with me, we talking about building a clientele, your customer experience is first and then we go to your referral program we talk about your loyalty program we talk about creating vip programs and membership experiences inside of your salon business like that's the longevity of your business is yeah. to nurture the clients that are in your chair currently like those are really the ones who's going to send you new people mm -hmm. if you don't care and i always use miss mary if you don't care about miss mary Miss Mary gonna come to a point where you ain't gonna never see her again. And yeah. she's gonna take everybody that she has brought with her. With her. Because they're they gonna slowly start to dwindle away. You're gonna be mm -hmm. like, well, what happened to Miss Susie? Miss Susie was referred by Miss Mary. Like, have y'all seen Miss Judy? Miss Judy came with Miss Mary. She done told all her friends again that she ain't coming here no more. So they they get their last service and you don't see them no more again. Mm -hmm. so they and find you never know talent. why. Yeah. Right. So Speaking of like word of mouth and like you said, like that telephone game, right? I think that's uh -huh. the that's the best form of marketing. I feel because uh, even with podcasts, I feel like with anything, it's always word of mouth. Somebody told somebody who told somebody else, 
and now Tom Cruise is trying to come to your shop to get their hair done. Like, I just feel like that's just how it goes. Right. So like, but outside of that, now social media marketing has become like the new word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so how is that affecting different salons now? Um, I don't think it's a, it's not negatively affecting salons. Mm-hmm. I would say salons need to take advantage of that. Okay. Salons don't take advantage of that. We take advantage of that as individuals. So our personal account. Mm-hmm. Your salon account has been lying dormant for I don't know how long. Like yeah. you created it and you just left it alone. Mm-hmm. But when you have a new person who's looking for you, when they put it into Google, such and such salon, I'm going to XYZ salon. I want to go visit Alicia Monique's salon. What comes up? Your website, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. all that stuff pop up. So just because you established a presence on it, if someone clicks on that, and they want to see what's going on. And the last post you had was like from 2016. Okay. 2016, they're going to be like, okay, well, I can't really go off of that because I'm not sure whether they existed. Then they go to Instagram and your last Instagram post was back in 2019. They like, okay, well, that's a little bit more current. Okay. This picture looked better than that picture though, but still. So with this day and age of social media, like we have to be social. Mm-hmm. And I, don't care, I tell all my salons, I don't care if you post, you can use your Facebook business page to automatically schedule out your posts. You can have three of them go out every week. Yep. You even got to be a part of it. Create the captions and it'll clients. go right out. Right. Then you get your clients to check in when they sit in your chair. I always tell my client, can you check into my Facebook page while you're in my seat? I don't, need, I don't want her to say nothing. She don't got to share no picture. She don't even have to tag me in no photos. She don't have to do all that extra work. But can you just check in while you're sitting in the chair? Yay. And take a right to the shampoo bowl once she check in and keep it moving. And keep it moving. Because now they don't feel obligated to help you market, right? Because they've done that right. unknowingly. Oh, I check in. I'm here. Oh, that's right. what do her hair. Her hair always looks super cute. I'm going to check her right. out. I know, um, like I said, as a client, I'm definitely one of those people. For my nails, before I booked my girl, first thing I did was go to her Instagram page and Mm -hmm. try to find, let me see her nails, let me see what she does, let me see what's going on here. And then I was like, oh, I like how she do nails, I'm gonna go ahead and book her. Now she's like, definitely a friend. Like, I call her, like, what you doing? I don't need a nail appointment, I just wanna hang out and stuff. But I feel like that definitely makes a difference when you can see their body of work, just like you wanna see the body of work of anybody else. have told people that I've previously booked in the past, like your social media is your resume. Would you send somebody a resume that's six years old? You wouldn't, you would update it. So why wouldn't you update your social media? That just speaks volumes to me. Right, it does. So in the easiest way, like all all the people that I work with, all my clients I tell that I work with, I'm like, I know you busy. First of all, I tell them all, go get a tripod. Get you a tripod. Sit that phone right there on the tripod. I said, whenever you think about it, just turn on the camera. Just press a live. Don't say nothing. Don't title it nothing. Just Mm -hmm. press a live and let it roll. When you feel like you in front of the camera and you blocking it, just go turn it off. You don't even have to say anything. We're going to sit here and be like, Cause <laughs> the whole time, cause we gonna think we we, th- we first of all we gonna think she gonna say something to us. We gonna think she gonna interact with us. But we saw the work, we saw the movement, we saw the space. I was like, then you could come back later on, press edit and give it a title, shortcut, pixie cut, whatever. You come back later. But it's the fact that you hit that button. And everybody like, oh, what's she doing? Let me see. 
Okay. Oh, she didn't turned it off. Well, let it's me go down her page and let me see. Now yeah. we're curious. Mm-hmm. Now we're well, curious. I also tell them too with the tripod. I said if you have a space like in your salon that like a blank wall, you could set it up for testimonials. And as people leave, you have your phone there. Tell them to just turn on the camera for them and just tell them to just to turn it off. Do a testimonial and they could walk out the door. Like you don't even have to be present for that. Yeah. And whatever they want to say, and, and they'll be like, oh, girl, I messed up. Can I do it again? You'll be like, yeah, sure. It'd be like five takes in there. You pick the best one, you delete the rest of them, and then you use them to schedule out later on. That's giving you information to schedule out later on. And it's not, it's not difficult to manage the social media, but as long mm -hmm. as you know what tools are out there for you to manage, it makes it so much easier. I have a whole course on building a clientele using your Facebook business page for salons mm -hmm. because I wanted to make it so simple for them to set it up. Like I talk about setting it up in the beginning. I talk about what every button do. I'm like, cause you need to know what the buttons do. That and part. then I, I, I teach them how to um, gather all of their content and to schedule everything out. That way, all you got to do is spend uh, three hours every week scheduling, making sure everything lay out for you properly and going about your business. Let it, let the thing do the thing. Right. That's, That's it. Those little minor things seem like they can just make such a big difference in mm -hmm. the business aspect of running a salon. What is like one of the, the biggest mistakes that you see salon owners, new salon owners do and you like, uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> wow. The big... <laughs> Uh, the biggest mistake I see is not having systems in place. Mm. So that's the biggest thing. So we come from a stylist perspective, right? As a stylist, you may have your online book in, you have your chair you work in, you got your products you use, you go open a salon and now the salon got all of these moving parts and pieces, but you still operate in like a stylist mm -hmm. inside of your entire business. You don't have systems in place. You don't know how to operate as a booth rental salon. You don't know how to operate as a commission salon. Only thing you running off of is what you just left from. So whatever the salon, however the salon did or ran their business that you moved from is how you're running your business. But there's a reason why you left that salon to open your salon, but yet yeah. you're operating in the same manner. The biggest mistake I see salon owners doing is they're running their salon business from a stylist perspective and not a business. Business, yeah. It's completely, two completely different aspects of it. And that's why I started uh, my salon business blueprint club. So I could put courses in there to teach you, okay, this is how you operate. You wanna be a booth rental? Do this. Right. You wanna be a commission salon? do this mm -hmm. if you want to do pricing system do this like i put everything i know about building my business inside of the membership and i coach them as well in there um so one salon i recently worked with literally i just destroyed her whole salon and build it all the way back up everything she was like well i do it like this i do it i was like nope 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 <laughs> nope 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 She's like, well, what about this? Nope, nope. I was literally like, nope, nope. And she was like, but I have a contract. Send me your contract. Nope, right. nope. I just threw everything out the window. Only thing she really kept was her logo and her color scheme. That was it. 
So imagine that you have an entire business you operate in and your coach is like, you could keep the logo, you could keep the color scheme, that's cute. Everything else must go. I revamped her entire pricing list. I redid her entire contracts, her whole application, walked her through her interview process, showed her how to run her back bar. Like she literally, she was in a small salon. So I said, by the time you're done with me, you're gonna be out of that space. By the time we finished working together, she went from a tiny little four station salon mm -hmm. that had like no sinks, <laughs> the six station salon. She got two suites for lash techs and she has a boutique set up in the front of her store. Oh, wow. Like, so that's literally how I just destroyed everything and built her oh, all yeah. the way back up. I was like, nah, here you go. Everything is set. You're welcome. <laughs> Prosper. And it was literally like, literally, like I am, I'm the type of coach where like, I see you, you may mm -hmm. not think I see you, but I see you. I will slide right into your inbox and be like, nope, take that down. Yeah. Nope. Take that down. Don't do that. Don't say it like that. Say it like this. Like, nope. Mm -hmm. Where's your posting? How come I don't see you today? I should see you every day. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't see my, my clients first thing in the morning, I'm sending you a text like, good morning. <laughs> you gotta get what on it. <laughs> it don't even say nothing. It just be like, good morning. They know. And that's you I know I can see they things go poop, poop, poop from Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. in the stories, all of that stuff will pop up. Yeah. Um, along with that, um, I work with them on their numbers. I'm a numbers girl. Mm -hmm. If your numbers don't make sense, I can't let you do it. I honestly cannot. Um, mm -hmm. another salon I work with, she wanted to have a boutique. And she kept saying, I need a boutique. I need a boutique. You don't need a boutique. You want a want boutique. A boutique. Mm -hmm. I need you to get your business in alignment first. She had a wig business. She was selling bundles and she wanted clothes. And I'm like, no, send me your receipts. Send me your income. Send me how much you spent out already. Right. Send me your weekly income. Her weekly income was less than $2,000. I was like, mm-mm. You don't need I a boutique. Need your, I need your income, your services to be above two thousand. I need your product to be at at least two thousand before you can think about having a boutique. Right. Her services was like at eight fifty nine hundred. Her retail was like at twenty dollars. I was like, mm mm. Send me your price list. Send me this. Send me your schedule stuff. I started just asking for everything. And as she was shooting it to me, I was like, nope, revamp this, re-say this, do this, do this, do this, create this, create that. Cre and literally, clients started rolling in, money started rolling in, everything started to change. When we done work, when we was done working together, I was like, you can only have a small boutique mm -hmm. and you can only have uh, exclusive pieces. Don't create this whole huge boutique. Yeah. You gonna have dresses, focus on dresses. That's all you can. Don't go mm -hmm. get shorts. Don't get t-shirts. You say do one thing and be good right. at that one thing. Right, right. Yeah. So she expanded and it like really worked with her. So I'm the coach that would be like, nope, 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 nope. Lay it out. Here you go. It sounds like that's what a lot of owners, business owners in general need, right? Like they need somebody to give them the real. Because a lot of the times, let's be honest, we don't have a coach. And right. we have our friends who are just like, oh, my friend on this stuff. And they don't even see that your friend needs help. Like it's not running the proper right. way. Right. So if I am a owner and I need your services, how do I reach out to you to gain those things? You could follow me. First of all, you can go to my website, alishamonique.com. I do 20 minute breakthrough sessions, discovery sessions where we get on a call and I like to see 
where you are and what your issues are first mm-hmm. before we start working together. So you can always go to my website, aliciamonique.com and schedule. When you click the link, you go straight to my calendar. Um, you'll schedule your appointment from there. I ask you a couple questions because I like to do my research before I get on the phone. Like, yes, I need to know who I'm talking to. So I do a little digging, mm-hmm. see, who you are, see what you're about. So when I get on the phone and you start laying out everything to me, I'm not blind as to what could be going on and how can I help you. Right. Um, if I can help you, I say so. Sometimes some people have some things that are not my lane and I'm literally like, I can't help you with that. But I am, I'm the honest coach. I'm the coach that you be like, you know what? She get on my nerves because she always telling me the truth. That's <laughs> I'd rather get the truth than you sit here and take my money and not help me grow for real. Right. So you could go to my website, aliciamonique.com. Um, you could find me on Facebook, Alicia Monique. Uh, salon stylist coach um, be sure to join my business page before you join my personal page and then on Instagram you can also reach me at Alicia Monique underscore educator yes I really appreciated all of these tips and talking to you through it I know I have so many salon um I have so many stylist friends that I'm definitely gonna be sending this to like um and did you listen to this episode because this was for you girl yeah. uh, for everybody that's listening all of her links all of Alicia's Monique links will be in the description box below if you are li- um listening on all the podcast sites you will be able to click it there and if you are on youtube just go ahead and click the link and it'll take you right to miss alicia monique and thank you so much alicia for joining us today i really appreciate it thank you thank you i appreciate it thank you okay everybody we'll be right back fun cube is now introducing the new gender reveal pop-up box That's right. Are you looking for a new way to find out the gender of your new blessing? Hit up FunCubed at FunCubed.com. Each cube comes with balloons and decorations along with a teddy bear keepsake and a storage cube that can be used in the baby's nursery. Don't believe me? Just go to FunCubed.com. That's FunCubed.com to get your cube full of memories. Welcome back. Shout out to Alicia Monique for coming through and giving all of you stylists and and salon owners tips on how to do better. But as y'all can see, I got a guest. And that's my best friend. That's my best friend. (laughs) So I'm actually in LA and I am with my best friend. I purposely waited to do this with her because this is all we do all day. Anyway, it's talk shit about celebrities because like, why the fuck not? It's time for Hot Topics. So, first we're going to start with this clip from Marriage Bootcamp. Poor child. She was crazy. This is child. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play the clip, and then me and my best friend going to decipher this shit. If you haven't seen it, feel free to fast forward. <laughs> to see it. Wait, spoiler alert, motherfucker. If you ain't watched the episode, <laughs> if you ain't watched the episode, you gotta watch the episode first, otherwise you gonna be mad at me. And I ain't got time for y'all death threats and shit. Okay. Crazy to y'all, I look extra aggressive. Yo, you like, oh, Yo, like, oh. screw up my oh. Oh. Yo, yo. No, 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 like, no, no. Fucking out. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Like, you lucky I don't hurt you, yo. Are you kidding me? This house is on fire. Just threw that apple on my face with okay. your hands on. What the? I'm going to the county. I look. So. Okay, so who was it? Is uh, 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 Tahari? 
That's Tahiri, Tahiri and Bottle. Okay, so Tahiri and Bottle, y'all know they're a couple. First of all, I'm already confused by this show because it's a lot of non-married folks. Literally, and there is one Duke. married couple on it. Who does that? And that's Shonda and Willie. They're literally the only ones on there that's married. Everybody else is dating. And you can tell the difference in the dating couples and the mm -hmm. married couples by how they're reacting to these... What is it called? Like their scenarios yeah. and all of their like assignments that they yeah. have to do. You can tell who married and who there to work on that shit and who mm -hmm. really don't get just fuck. there because they was forced. They that part. <laughs> so, as y'all saw in the clip, Boodoo, Badu, him, Badu. <laughs> that nigga, he, him, Tahiri uh, up. I'm going to get the name right because I don't really watch the shit. I actually binge watched it here in LA with, with Yada, just Yada. <laughs> and so I'm watching, I'm like, damn, he seemed like he just so cool. He tied her shit. Y'all. She threw some fucking apples. She didn't just throw them inside. But like she launched them bitches back with Bitch all her playing money. baseball. She reached to the back of the two apples. apples, not one, but she's like, what? He, <laughs> he literally couldn't tell what hit him. He was like, hit. But then she didn't just hit him with the apples. G. She walked out and was like, I gave that nigga apples to make apple sauce. <laughs> like she tried to play it as a joke. I really? was just joking. No, really, he didn't find that shit funny. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Don't I? Anybody who knows me know I do not play fight. I play fight with my son, and that's about it. And after he gets to a certain age, I'm done playing with his ass too, because I just don't see the point in it. I don't play fight. I don't play fight. But this is why you I don't play fight. Exactly. <laughs> this is. But this reason and this clip alone is why mm -hmm. I don't play fight. What you think is a joke is not a joke for somebody else. Everybody going off on him. But that was not the first time she threw some shit at him on this show alone. They was only like four or five days in. Exactly. Yeah, know. this is like day five or one. Yeah. Baby, he hemmed her up like, bitch, you threw some fucking apples at my I'm face. Just I was more like, so mad that he waited to react. I feel like it was cut. Yeah, so I, it could have been cut. So if y'all listen, if y'all like follow him on Twitter and shit, he was like, y'all edited that shit out. Mm -hmm. woo -woo. So they edited it to make it seem like, oh, he waited. Like it was a delay. But reaction. you can tell by watching the clip, G, he was sitting there and he was festering. He was mad. Right, he was fuck. sitting there thinking like, he was like, really this hit me. hit me with some motherfucking apple. And told me to make applesauce stuff. <laughs> like, bitch, bitch, you think this shit a joke? You think it's a game? Let me tell you a joke real quick. <laughs> applesauce. Um, okay. You tried it. So, that shit was, what child, listen, y'all need to watch that episode and come back and talk to us about it because me and best friend was sitting there like, damn, why she well on him like that? And his, if you see in the clip, his face his red. Head, it definitely was red. Fuck. Listen, I ain't got time, but that ain't the only messy shit. It's Nicki not. Minaj ass back in the fucking media. I think she get bored. And be like, oh, I'm not relevant right. anymore. She Let popped out with this baby relevant. like, oh, y'all forgot about me, bam, I'm pregnant. She got pregnant by a nigga that can't pick her baby up from school. First off, she got pregnant by a nigga that's a predator. Right. He that, can't pick the baby up from school. He's a registered sex offender. So what's going on? They gonna raise the baby without him in the household? Exactly. I, would, I don't I understand. Would dare. Like, the fuck? I don't understand. I just think that shit weird as fuck any goddamn mm -hmm. way, but whatever. But that ain't even what the goddamn gossip is, y'all. The hot topic is... Uh, the hot topic is... Nikki's normal hairstylist Tay, right? Mm -hmm. Tay canceled on her, and, and he was getting his teeth pulled. He's getting his teeth pulled. He had no choice. The shit was emergency. And believe and trust, I know my teeth. Yeah, I've been there. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get go. that shit. You gotta go now. But in the midst of that, instead of Nikki just like booking anybody else, now he been her stylist for years. Exactly. She booked 
his like enemies right, to his arch <laughs> Like, if this motherfucking Thanos and goddamn Captain America, Not like, <laughs> she, she just like on the opposite. I just feel like that's so like, petty. You know that they're beefing. And they just literally passed words before your situation came up. He was like, nah, I'm gonna book him. Like, out that's of, messy as hell. Out of all people you could have booked, right? There's so many stylists. And she, what's his name, Jonathan? Yeah. She booked Jonathan. Out of all of the people and he she didn't even do her hair that good. Her shit just, was fucked up. Because Tay be slaying some shit, okay? But you know what, though? Tay definitely be slaying some shit. Tay, if, when I get some money, money. Like, he, <laughs> he has blessed hands. Okay. But Jonathan... I don't Jonathan, know what the fuck Jonathan did. He been in the news a lot anyway because he yeah. just did the hair of that little sexual molester, uh, Jeffrey yeah, Star. But he did. And so I'm like, you don't really care where your bag come from. You not Jeffrey Star. What is his name? Jeffrey. Uh, his last name starts with the E. No, Jeffrey Star. The little, the little the trans- gay, the transgender. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He came. Hot topic. I'm the topic. He was like all in it was like all over all the beauty blogs and everything like how he wow. was like a, a child molester and all this other shit so it hasn't kind of like he hasn't been charged with anything so i mm-hmm. i should say allegedly he's allegedly a child he but did. i don't know if i want to be he fuck with them little kids booty holes Longevity of time mm-hmm. that they stuck on your network. 
the TV business is just like the music business, child. Get you a good lawyer. Make sure you read your shit. Exactly. I ain't got time. Read the fine print. Speaking of fine print, <laughs> or loan is out of jail. Let me tell y'all something. Or lack of print. Well, yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he had no print in them pictures. Look, look at the picture. He had no print in the pictures. And it was gray sweats. Gray yeah. sweats. He should have. I just, I feel like how y'all, how the men feel about leggings and like thongs and lingerie and shit. If, if it don't really fit you, you shouldn't wear you it. You shouldn't wear it. Cause I'm I want to settle for some black sweat. I mean, cause he's still like a little bearded dad, but. Yeah, he like that beard is nice. He looked good for somebody who been locked up he for does. over a decade. He looks very well. But yeah. it's like damn, bro. But who all knew Loon was in jail? I didn't know Loon was in jail until I Loon got out of jail. He just fell off the face like Mace did. Yeah, he was just gonna pop back up. Mace fell off, came back as a freak. Yeah, like I thought it was a situation like, like everybody hold you down. I thought it was like that, but apparently not. Loon was Loon was cute when we was younger. I just didn't realize he went to jail for a decade for exactly. some drug charges. I thought he just fell off like a lot of these artists do. All the ass <laughs> fell off. I ain't just got time. It is a rumor though that um y'all know I don't like to report on rumors, but I love me some Remy Ma and Papoose. You heard she was pregnant. I heard she was pregnant, but I they not she, posting up. They're not. They and not he's the posting one that up. Said it though. Yeah. He's the one that expecting another baby, but then it's like the pictures that she posts, it's nothing to do with pregnancy. I wonder if she got a surrogate because the last baby she did, she had to she use could. IVF or whatever. Remember the first time she was pregnant, she lost the baby. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she had to use IVF to get pregnant. With, so um, she could have a surrogate. That yes. could be it. I wonder if she got a surrogate. Either way it go, if it's true, congrats to them because babies are blessings and all of that great stuff. And um, that's it. That on that, chat. <laughs> now, did you see? Where they they tried to set up like a fake uh, versus saying Mariah Carey can go against Whitney. Good day. And they had like a list of Mariah songs and once they had a list of Whitney songs that could go. I was like, even though she's no longer here, there's no competition. There's no competition. Okay, exactly. I'm gonna, let me tell you something. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. Stop comparing <laughs> Whitney to anybody. Because what y'all do is, y'all make it seem like Whitney ain't out here stunting on hoes. Exactly. Whitney been stunting on hoes before it was hoes to stunt on, okay? Yeah, and she then y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Give her credit where credit is due. Now, no offense to Mariah, but Mariah can't even hear her own notes no more. So I. Tell her to try to hear that. <laughs> it's gonna sound just like that. <laughs> <laughs>
He said that baby ain't his. She like, nigga, you know it's your baby. They went to court. The court was like, you got to do a DNA test. He ain't did it. So. He the nigga that's going to wait to the last day. The very last day. Like, all right, now I'm going to go ahead and take this test. The thing is, I wonder why he. Did she give him any opportunity or reason for him to feel like that baby went his? I she was a slut from the beginning. But you fucked that slut unprotected. What that make you? That's how I be looking yeah. at it. You you, you look like a slut too. Mm -hmm. If you think I'm a hoe, but then you fuck me raw, the fuck that make you? Uh -huh. So I'm just saying, hoes of a feather. Flop. <laughs> <laughs> and she want that nigga to go to jail. Just take the fuck the right. DNA test at this point. She said, go to jail and I'll and collect I 1K for $600. Like, if you just want his money, sis, just say that. Just say that. <laughs> I got pregnant because it's a cash cow. Listen, I ain't going to front with you. I bet not ever date a celebrity. Stay clear of Cubana. <laughs> <laughs> Make my ass out of prenup. What? I'm pregnant by who? <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. Now, what I will be is quiet. Yeah, we'll be quiet. I'll be quiet as fuck. Won't nobody know? I, who? Who? Chris Brown got who pregnant? No. Thought I, I said the motherfucking cat. <laughs> Diddy, Diddy got who pregnant? Tip out Diddy. No. Because you got, I got to go up, Jersey. Listen, I'll be the quietest side baby mama piece every fucking side. Baby mama. I'll be sitting there quiet at games. Damn, your baby look like Jay Z. Mm. Do it. Damn. <laughs> With nobody though. Fuck is you talking about? I have no idea what y'all talking about. But I just don't think it's listen. At some point we gotta hold these bitches accountable too though. Because mm -hmm. we do not hold them accountable for the stuff that they be on. Um... Mm -hmm. Ooh, child. Accountability. Everybody gotta be here for accountability and goddamn it. Ellen then got wrapped in y'all bullshit. And she got I wonder what she was trying to buy. I don't know. Because you know, every time them celebrities try to go above what they supposed to, the Illuminati come and shut their ass down. You think this is like, I, 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 bitch. You're done, Ellen. You're, You're cut off. Oh, you want to buy CBS? You're send done. the hoes out. Send they the hoes they couldn't send the hoes for her like they did Bill Cosby, but they definitely sent the she has to, like, walk away from the whole show and everything. Like, damn, like, you just gonna end it like that? I like, feel like they dirty in a product. Okay, so for those who don't know, Ellen DeGeneres, um, it's some shit coming out about the, the staff of the show, the executive producers and stuff. So not necessarily Ellen, just the staff of the show mm -hmm. said it was sexual harassment going on, that there was racial tension, it was a lot of discrimination. Like it's it's the list just goes on and on and on. Ellen came out and she did a like a statement saying, you know, like she takes full responsibility even though she had nothing to do with this situation. Her name is on the show, so therefore mm -hmm. she should have been able to handle this. Yeah. One, I respect her for that. Mm -hmm. Because she really ain't got shit to do with it. It's the Ellen show, but it's people behind her right. that make yeah. that happen. So she's not going to be aware of every single thing. Mm -hmm. But what's fucked up is that they finna cancel. They gonna cancel Ellen. Ellen's yeah. gonna be canceled, and it's just gonna be all kinds of Ellen, up. And I really, I was low-key a fan of Ellen. I really, I enjoyed her show a little bit. I just wanna know what y'all gonna do with all them letters I wrote. <laughs> I go. They gonna bag him up, return to sender. <laughs> gonna get your shit back in hell. <laughs> Sorry. Kiwana, <laughs> thank you so much for writing. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to uncontrollable events. <laughs> oh, child. Listen, that's the funny as hell, but it's true. This it sucks though because Ellen was a good show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she definitely was for the culture, but she wasn't just for the black culture. She was just for the culture, culture like, general, yeah. and she helped single moms, and she helped sick kids, and 
I just really appreciated what she yeah. did. I mean, I know my baby wanted to be on Ellen. He be dancing and shit like, mama, put hashtag Ellen show. Like okay, like like now we gotta find a new hashtag. Right now you gotta find a new hashtag because you tripping. I don't know. It's so much. It's so much shit going on. We listen. We still don't really know what the fuck really good with Megan. She released this video. I'm gonna play the video. I'm so nice. Imagine, imagine being, imagine being 25, and you don't you don't have both your parents. My mama was my best friend. She, you know, I'm still really not over that. So you like, you kind of try to fill like your space with a bunch of people that you think is making you happy. Like it's a lot. Jesus. Hold on. <laughs> I just feel like I was trying to, I was moving really fast. I was moving too fast. I wasn't taking a, enough time for myself. I thought I was ready to be around a bunch of motherfuckers. I thought I was ready to be, you know, I thought I was ready to give good energy to other people and other people wasn't ready to give good energy to me. <laughs> but I definitely had to sit my ass down and pray on it. And I do feel a lot better. And thank God for the the people I have around me that are actually here for me and are actually my friends. Don't want shit from me. Would never turn on me for no amount of money, no amount of clout. That wouldn't make up stories about me to save face. That wouldn't that wouldn't go against the grain. Just thank God for them. And thank God for all the hotties and the supporters that I see have had my back through these times. She released this video pretty much saying thank you to everybody who has sent her shit. Lizzo mm -hmm. has sent her like a bag of yeah. a bear full, full of, of candy. candy. Beyonce sent her like some roses yeah. or some shit. It was like she said stuff, but she didn't really say. She, what, she ain't telling us what happened. We want to know what we happened. Know she got shot in the foot. The bullets didn't go all the way through. But apparently she's walking. Because she, she got her savage uh, oh, yeah, uh -huh. and she was modeling that for herself. She's well. She's doing well, but we still don't, we still don't know what happened. And Tory Lanez is MIA. I don't know. I'm not sure if he's still in jail. If he the one who shot it, he better stay MIA. I'm not sure if he's still in jail or what, but his page has been real quiet. And Gosh. I've been looking literally every hour on the hour to see Because <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Like, but, the alarm going off. Let me go check on Tory. <laughs> but, yeah, Tory ain't said nothing. I just feel bad for her because I feel like she's such in the prime of her career. And to have all of this random ass trauma and bullshit. Kylie ain't saying shit either. Kylie ass ain't even say sorry. I'm praying for you. She ain't say shit. She posted her nails. But up. that's what them Kardashians and them Jenners do. They don't speak on that shit and mm -hmm. it blow over for them. We yeah. don't speak on that shit. We be like, what, know, happened? what happened? We want to know what happened. 
Okay. Either way, girl, I know I had talked to one of my um my other homegirl. And um she was like, I don't see why Megan would be embarrassed, you know, um jealous of Kylie. Kylie. And I was like, I don't think that's the case. I think this was a disrespect issue. I think it was more issue. into it, exactly. Yeah, I think even if it was more to it, mm -hmm. I just feel like it, she didn't go snapping on Tori because she was jealous of so, yeah. Kylie. I feel like it was a, you gonna disrespect me in my motherfucking face. Exactly. Catch these hands. I I'm believe like, she was beating his I ass. I want to know how did it lead up to the car. Because they was all inside the pool chilling. Chilling. I want to know how it led up to the car. This this is very reminiscent like, of that Chris Brown and Rihanna shit. I'm is. just saying it's very We didn't really know what was going on. We didn't really yeah. find out the whole We didn't know truth. until Chris Brown did the documentary. Because like she. And what he said made sense. But we still don't really know if that's what happened. Exactly. Because she, she ain't going to talk on it. She gave her a little side note. Remember her mm -hmm. and Oprah did a little mm -hmm. sit down. Mm -hmm. So she gave her a little side on what happened. And then Chris Brown gave his version of what happened. It's like okay. I can see what both sides on what y'all saying on how that could have happened. Like yeah. I don't think she just hauled up and just hit you and that was it. You didn't do shit. Right. I know you hit her ass back. Yeah. But sometimes somebody can hit you and you can't control yourself. You just like, all right, bitch, it's natural instincts to hit your ass back. You hit me, I'm finna put hands on you. I'm gonna tell you right now, I teach my son at mm -hmm. 10 that if a bitch hits you, she understands there's a possibility that she will hit her back. I feel like if you throw a hands, you're prepared to catch them. Exactly. So don't put your hands on anybody. That's just how exactly. I look at it. Like. I tell my boys, hey, you have a sister and you have a mama. <laughs> and you got a crazy ass god mama ready to walk. Listen, like, so you don't have to put your hands on them. Just I was ready know, to be unteased up know. last night. Like, who said it? Who tell said me who it? said it. <laughs> just is what it is. But listen, it's just so much going on in high topics, to be honest with you. We have to roll some of this shit over to next week. Exactly. But thank you, best friend, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Y'all can't follow her. I'm not giving y'all her information. She's her. my best friend. That's it. That's all. <laughs> but make sure y'all follow me on everything at Cubana Kiss. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the episodes. Until then, mwah.